KRCL 90.9 FM, HD1, Salt Lake City, Ogden, Provo, 96.7 FM in Park City, and on the web at krcl.org. Support for Radioactive on KRCL comes from our sustaining members and Mark Miller Subaru. All right, this is KRCL 90.9 FM. And this is Loud and Clear Youth Radio taking over Radioactive. This is Finn. This is Ginger. And we are so excited to be on air tonight. Um, This upcoming segment that we're going to be doing is primarily going to be about queer storytelling and the effects that queer media has on us. And it's going to be lovely. And you just just heard us on everyone. Everyone. (laughs) That's true. Uh, You just heard Painkillers by Rainbow Kitten Surprise. And uh, first and foremost, we would like to acknowledge that um, looking out across the state, you will be seeing uh, most flags at half mast uh, out of respect for uh, those who are suffering and have suffered and because of the mass shooting that took place uh, in a school yesterday. So we would just like to acknowledge that and pay respect to those who are stressed or sad or just really really feeling it right now because we are too there's a lot of anxiety a lot of stress going around because of it just wanted to acknowledge it yeah um and we'll probably bring it up a little bit more if it comes out naturally later in the show just because you know as youth and as uh ginger works with kids in school Mm -hmm. that is um something that you're dealing with a little bit it's it's affecting a lot of people a lot. Yeah, it's it's a it's a scary time right now, but uh we yeah, we just We're getting to, through it. We wanted to acknowledge it because it feels inappropriate not to do so. Um but rallies and resources uh Saturday, June 4th and Saturday, June 5th, we have the Utah Pride Festival coming up and that's going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh and June 5th, we also have the Pride Parade. So go check that out. I'm fairly certain that the parade is free entry. I think you need to pay for the Pride Festival tickets, but, you know, it's going to be a good time nevertheless. Um, we have Rock Camp, SLC. Yes. Yeah. And We're going to be talking about that a little bit later. If you're yeah. unsure about what that is, I would definitely recommend sticking around for that because it's a really great opportunity for young people in Salt Lake. Yeah. And then we have... Um, Drag King Story Times at the Under the Umbrella Bookstore every third Saturday. So we just had one that happened uh, the other weekend, and if you take keep looking at your calendar, you're, I'm sure you'll you'll catch one someday. But I hear there are a hoot and a half, and you'll also hear a little bit more about that a little later in the show because we have some special guests that we are going to bring on, we and that sure should be. Do. They're in the waiting room right now, and we can see them through the window, (laughs) and uh, we're really excited about that. And I'm just, I'm happy that everyone was able to make it today on time. Yeah. Because there were trains. Yeah, Finn and I both independently got stuck at the same train for 20 minutes on our way over here. And you took a U-turn, and then I followed you. Yeah, and I didn't know where I was going. It was a whole hassle. It was uh, kind of scary, and we were a little scared we weren't going to make it on time. But uh, But we're here. We're here. We're here. Uh, Yeah, but we're really excited about this show, and thanks so much for you guys for tuning in. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry to those who are tuned in that don't want to hear two 19-year-old queers talk about queer stuff from a 19-year-old 
perspective. That's too bad because we're going to talk about it. And it's going to be really fun. Yeah. And uh, why wouldn't you want to hear about why it? Why wouldn't you want to be here? Come on. Uh, only losers don't want to listen to us. That Ooh. is true. Yeah. Okay. Well, should we move into a break and then bring on our first guest, Ginger? Finn, that is a wonderful idea. Okay, I'm so glad that you think so. Okay, you are about to hear I Want to Be Your Girlfriend by Ezra Furman, and then we're going to bring on a special guest. This is KRCL 90.9 FM. This is Finn. This is Ginger. With our Loud and Clear Youth Radio, Radioactive Takeover. Thank you so much. All right, this is KRCL 90.9 FM, Loud and Clear Youth Radio, taking over Radioactive. You just heard I Want to Be Your Girlfriend by Ezra Furman. And for those just tuning in, this is Finn. And Ginger. And we are going to be talking about the importance and beauty and just all of the lovely things about queer storytelling and art. And it's going to be a great time. Anyways, we have a very special guest with us in the studio right now. Please introduce yourself. Hello, this is Madison Can Can. I'm currently sitting here in clown face because I'm a drag king, radical educator, burlesque performer, many, many things, and I'm just stoked to be on this show with y'all. Thank you so much for coming down. Of course. I was, I was uh, so, I, I was like shaking when you responded. I was like, oh my God, I <laughs> responded so fast. I do. Yeah, it was lovely. Um, but we're going to ask you a few questions about uh, your art form and all that good stuff. First off, what are your pronouns? Thank you for that. They, them. Mm -hmm. they Thank them. you. Of course. Of course. Okay. And you are in full face right now. So <laughs> you do have an event going on tonight. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? I would love to. Yes. Tonight is the Say Gay Show, which is the Those Bitches Show at Club Triangles. It's the last Wednesday of every month. Doors are at seven. Show is at eight. So you should come down and not only celebrate us, but say gay. Can we all just say gay? Gay. 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 Our our teacher is in the corner with headphones on and he's he's like smiling and going, gay. He's <laughs> mouthing gay. Gay. <laughs> he's not mic'd up though, so you yeah. can't really hear him. But say it really loud. Gay. Did you I don't know that? if you guys could hear yeah, that, but he, he said have, it. Yeah, he said it. Thank you, Connor. Thank you, Connor. <laughs> um so we'll start off. How old were you when you started doing drag? Boy, um, so I started out as a burlesker, mm. but I had always incorporated elements of drag in my burlesque. I would like suit up, I would drop uh, lip syncing every once in a while. So a lot longer than people think. Um, but I would say my professional career as a drag king started in 2018. Very nice, very nice. So mm -hmm. four years. Four years, mm -hmm. yeah. That's a sizable amount of time. It to is. Some, and compared to others, maybe not too much I don't know how do you feel about that I feel like a lot of performers reach like the three to four year mark and then give up but mm. it's after that four-year hump that you really start hitting your stride and you have to actually start treating it as a job because you're so excited to just be on stage and be celebrated but it's like that four-year mark that determines whether or not you're actually in it for the long haul mm -hmm. so that's where I'm at is I'm on that hump I'm on like the roller coaster that's ready to go down the hill and just waiting to decide whether or not I'm dedicated and clearly I've decided I'm dedicated. Yeah. yeah. And I, I loved, I love to hear that. So is drag your job right now? 
Yeah, so I am a full-timer. I'm a full-time drag king, burlesker, traveler. Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say it, but I do other things too um, <laughs> to make the income. Yeah, and yeah. We'll it's, leave it at that. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Mad respect. Mad thank respect. you, yeah. thank you. And it's, yeah, I quit my day job as a birthday present last year. So on June 11th, <laughs> it'll be my year of being out of oh, Muggle Land. Oh, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Well, congrats to you. Thank you. Um how do you, and you said that you started off with burlesque. How mm-hmm. do you use uh, your drag performances and even your like burlesque stuff and other monetary, you know, increments that come in? Um, how do you implement storytelling and how do you mm. sort of feel, feel about that? So that is the, that is my modus operandi. My MO is to first come from story. Um, because as human beings, we are storytellers. That's how we relate. That's how we connect. So anything that I'm creating has a deep element of story that usually stems from some sort of honest, honestly trauma, some sort of pain or some sort of like desire to relate deeply. So even in humor, there's a deeper layer of pain um, or sorrow that has influenced the way that I approach the world. And Anytime I'm, I'm teaching my students, I'm always asking them to come to the work through story. So it's less about like the rhinestones and the body and how, how many times you do a death drop and more how deeply you connect to the audience, what you're actually saying. Um, because as queer people, we have lost so many of our stories. We have had them erased, um, not documented, uh, you know, AIDS took out a whole generation. So what do mm-hmm. we do in the shadow of that history? We have to tell the stories. Mm-hmm. And it's a calling and it's deeper than just looking cute. Um, Though that does help. It does help, <laughs> sure. I mean, if you, know, you want to be looked at. But what will draw attention and what will keep people is your heart. Mm-hmm. Do you remember... Um, about when that first clicked for you, when it was like storytelling. And yeah, I've never not been a storyteller. It's never been separate for me. Um, and that's the thing about it. Mm-hmm. I've always been a literary creature and a poet. So when I'm performing, the poet is in there. I don't, I don't have an act that's just, bleh, here's the act. Mm-hmm. Anytime people come to me ask me the questions around it why I chose the music why I chose the story why I chose the colors why I chose the character there's always something behind it I did do impersonation for a while and impersonation was hard because it wasn't my story I had to take someone else's story on Um, so I let go of impersonation early on in my career because it wasn't me and now what I can do um, is be me and have people come to me and relate you know there's um there was an I, there's an act i do about a bee falling in love with a flower and it's to cold plays yellow <laughs> so i have like That's a little so yellow ukulele and fall head over heels in love with a flower and every time i perform it i have somebody from the audience come up and tell me i don't know why this happens but i just started crying in the middle of that act i never have cried at a drag show and i was mm-hmm. like i want to make you laugh i want to make you cry cuz it's like innocence I do a lot of um a lot of my work is very innocent and sweet Mm -hmm. and speaking of that I wanted to that's a perfect segue thank you for that Um, (laughs) (laughs) um you do um the drag king 
drag thing, story times at the Under the Umbrella Bookstore. And we were actually on track to have Caitlin come in and be interviewed, but like stuff fell through. Mm. It's a shame, but we love them nevertheless. Mm -hmm. And I hope if they're listening, we miss you. And we love you, Caitlin. We We do. It's it was just exciting to get in in touch with you and like come track you down at work and be (laughs) like, hey, we're from Loud and Clear Youth Radio. Do you want to come on our radio show? Yeah, we literally showed up there while they were working. We're like, hey, hey, so you didn't (laughs) answer our texts. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But so that fell through. But you have worked there Mm -hmm. and with them, I assume. And I would love to hear about your experience with that. I'm so glad that you brought in uh, Drag King Story Hour. That's a project from the deepest part of my heart. Um, Caitlin is amazing, as we've just said. (laughs) And I, this is, this is the story. They had a booth at Westminster college for pride week last year before they had a physical location. And I bought all of their bookmarks and her partner said, you're our first customer. I was like, me? (laughs) And he said, yeah, you're our very first customer. We're looking for, um, a physical location here's the the name of the store and I took the um one of the store bookmarks not the eggplant banana carrot bookmarks <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. are amazing mm-hmm. um and saw it and I saw it said under the umbrella and I started to cry because when I was in the closet I never said I love you our secret word for I love you between me and my girlfriend was umbrella oh, I know that is the and I was like no and from there me and, Caitlin, uh, me and Caitlin formed this really beautiful friendship. I applied to a grant with Project Rainbow for Drag King mm-hmm. Story Hour, mm-hmm. got the grant, exactly what I asked for, thank God for Project Rainbow, and now I can pay my kings and provide free um, access for kids and teenagers and adults to come here and see drag kings perform and read stories that are either about queerness or written by queer authors. That's I need to I haven't attended one of these, but I, I want to so bad. You should come I in June. Okay. Third Saturday, eleven to noon. Eleven to noon. Every all, every third Saturday for the rest of the year. Okay. Well, that's gonna be a field trip that I think we're gonna need to <laughs> yeah. take. Oh yeah. Um sort of talking about that, are there a lot of like young young kids that come to the story time? There are, yeah. That's little little baby guys. Little baby yeah. <laughs> guys. How do you how do you think that queer representation affects the really young young kids oh my that's a big question um because i i taught elementary school for a really long time and i was in the closet while doing it because i was afraid of losing my job so to be able to be radically open as a teacher, as an educator, as a performer and have access to youth is still every day I'm doing it. I'm like tiptoeing and being like, am I OK? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be hated? Yeah. The children aren't the ones yeah. that are scared. They they kind of just accept whatever's in front of them. <laughs> they're not yeah. running. They're not afraid. They're fascinated. And they're very sweet, and they'll ask questions. But it seems that the older people get, the the less inclined they are to be open. Yeah. So the young ones are are just there to look and observe and enjoy and laugh and play. And there's not a lot of barriers to connection with the little ones. Yeah. I, I work with children as well, and I have that exact same experience. The young kids are never the ones who... They might have questions, but they pretty much accept it immediately mm-hmm. if you give them an answer. Mm-hmm. It's always 
parents or staff members who struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, they weren't taught. There's a huge lack of education around queerness and what it is and Mm -hmm. how we exist and live and love. And it just is, it's just the unknown, which is why we need queer educators more now than ever before. And Mm -hmm. I think about how many out queer educators I had in my life. None. Yeah. Yeah. And I say out queer because I know that some of them were queer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you can tell. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How much flannel? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I start to think about my school experience. And in elementary school, I am fairly certain that, like, none, not a single teacher was queer. But I, my mom was a teacher's aide for a short time um, for a third grade class. So pretty small kids. Um, and there was this one teacher at the school that was pretty openly, uh, transphobic towards one of the, uh, trans feminine, uh, small girls. She's like, how old? Third grade? Like baby? Like barely. Like nine. Like nine. Not even double digits yet. Yeah. And I remember hearing that and being like, oh my, oh my God. Like I am, it's such a system that we live in. And this was like a charter school. It's like not even a public school. And I can't. You know, I can't even fathom what those sorts of situations are like for these kids. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Well, yeah, when I was in and this is it's really interesting because that's part of what the show is about tonight. Right. They had us all say a quote around like, say, gay. And I spoke about being in the closet as a teacher and being in the room before we started our next year. And the principal saying uh, trans people exist and they are a threat. And I remember sitting there in the audience and being like, this is probably the last year I'm going to be here. Wow. That is surprising to me. Yeah. yeah, That, just that sentence. That scares me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, and I'm in your school too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already under your nose. Beware. Right here. Wow. I remember one time in a health class in like middle school, I think some kid had like, you know, that segment of the health class where it's like, okay, you're 12 or 13 now and you don't know how sex works. (laughs) So we're going to have you anonymously take a pencil and a sticky note and ask your question and I'll answer them out in front of everyone, but it'll be anonymous. Yeah. Um, And I (laughs) genuinely, yeah, it's not great, Yeah. but I genuinely remember one kid and I, I could kind of tell that it was him because he was trying to hide a sticky note from his friends. Um, But I think he had submitted something about uh, like gay sex and you know, we all put it in the hat or the bucket or cup or whatever we put it in, you know, teacher shuffles it around and he's like going through them and you know, kids can kind of tell which one is theirs, but he definitely gets to that one and like, crumples it up and like throws it away and um i remember that and i remember taking note of that and i was like oh okay so this is the beginning of my career of not knowing how not only my body right now works but also my body like four years down the line when i'm like like medically transitioning Mm -hmm. that's just like no clue Mm -hmm. yeah so it's just interesting it's an interesting Mm -hmm. conversation it's an interesting and devastating conversation. Incredibly. Oh yeah. 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 
Ooh, yeah. Um, Deep breaths. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we made it through it, though. We're here. Yeah. I pretty much know how my body works. So that's good. <laughs> I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's an ongoing situation. Um, okay. Let's see. Is there anything else we want to bring up? What has been your favorite interaction with a kid? Oh, my gosh. Like in drag or out <laughs> of drag, just anything. That is so hard because I've spent so much time with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I... There's not one instance of, you know, one moment that I can just claim, like, this was the epitome of, like, joy for me with mm-hmm. children. I I get the greatest amount of joy in co-creating with kids, um, whether that be theater pieces, poetry, drag, whatever it is that they want to do. My favorite thing is to create worlds with children and fantasies and magic and um, play pretend whatever that however that registers um, if gender can be involved that's great but also <laughs> like if you can make a bunch of like little kindergartners believe that they're lions on the safari yeah. and that oh, they're yeah. so fierce right <laughs> and then make them go to bed and take a little nap in a little little lion pride right yeah. um that's that's my world if i can just bring them into that world and make them really believe that anything is possible. Yes, you are a unicorn. <laughs> yes. yes, you are. Do you see the rainbow bridge? Yeah. Oh, right. Like, <laughs> it's over there. I see it. Now. I see it. I, I see, see it. it. <laughs> it's real. I see it. Matt is on. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> Has there been any piece of literature or media that like did that for you? Hmm. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because I'm really a, attached to the literature from my youth. So it's not particularly queer. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that I approached it as a queer individual and the interpretation I had of certain stories like still hangs out with me, right? So I can never get over Shel Silverstein. Mm-hmm. Can't. He's my, he's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Um, just the way he was like, kind of like, like edgy, but super sensitive and sweet, but could also be funny and like, uh, gruesome and grotesque and had all of the elements in it. Plus the rhymes. I would always recite his poems, um, and would teach through Shel Silverstein to my students. So he's one just because of how radically authentic he was it doesn't feel like he's lying no Mm -hmm. like it doesn't feel like he's putting up the facade no and he doesn't care (laughs) i mean he he has such a giant heart but he doesn't care about appearances he cares about connection whether that's through humor or sorrow or love or the grotesque pieces of humanity he touches base with all of those things yeah well, it's been lovely talking to you. Yes, thank you so much. We're going to go on a break, and you got to go somewhere. I do. Somewhere I got to go to those bitches yeah. say gay tonight. Say gay. Yeah, everybody listening should also go to that. Yeah, yeah. you should all as go to that. As long as you're of age. If oh, yeah. Like yeah. 13, <laughs> maybe, don't, yeah. <laughs> maybe don't show up. We wish one day, yeah. one yeah. day we will have yeah. more youth shows. Yeah, but thank you so much for joining us. Thank it's you. Been absolutely lovely. Yay! To everyone listening, stay tuned. Uh, we're about to go on break and play a song. But, but stay tuned after that. We're going to be talking about Rock Camp SLC, which is a very interesting um, event that's coming up. Oh, yeah. It'll be a good time.
Okay, this is KRCL 90.9 FM. This is a loud and clear takeover of Radioactive. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is KRCL 90.9 FM, Loud and Clear Youth Radio. This is Ginger. And this is Finn. We are talking about LGBTQ representation and all that good stuff. You just heard Sonia so- Smokes Me Out by Anjamili. Um, and we are here now with a very special guest. This is June from Rock Camp SLC. Hey, y'all. We're going to be talking about Rock Camp a little bit. So I guess we'll just ha- start off with, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, I'm June Hyatt, uh, she, her pronouns, and I've been hanging around the Rock Camp crew for like four years now. It's been a long time. So for those listening who are unaware, which might be a lot of people, what exactly is Rock Camp SLC? Sure. Rock Camp SLC is a program for youth. Uh, Started in Seattle in the 90s as kind of a think experiment about how to create more space for women and queer folks in the music industry. Um, so Rock Camp SLC is a copy of that just here in our in our town. And it's a week-long summer camp for girls, transgender, and gender expansive youth to come together. They learn an instrument, form a band, write an original song, and rock out on stage at the end of the week. And it's really about using rock and roll as a vehicle to create space for all kinds of folks in the music world and also a lot of self-empowerment and just taking up space being loud not being afraid to be yourself and take all the space you need so that is awesome yeah um when you first started rock camp in salt lake city did you experience much pushback against the camp yeah, so I actually wasn't a part of the original team that brought Rock Camp brought Rock Camp here. Shout out to uh, Hillary, Talia, Shell, and Shout Milan. Yeah. Those fantastic oh, folks yeah. brought this to our amazing uh, city and have been growing it. And when they started it, I think it was just so needed and people were so desperate for this space. It has been such a loving ball of energy that just continues to grow and bring in more people year after year. So there wasn't any pushback, and I still don't think we get very much. People just love camp and love what we do and really want to be a part of it. Good. I, I remember um, I was, when I was 13, I think, was when I, I went to rock camp. I used to attend rock camp. And That's now I'm, awesome. I'm too old now, so I'm a volunteer. <laughs> but I used to attend, and I remember um, my mom was telling me about it. She was like, there's this camp that I think you should sign up for that's for girls and gender expansive youth. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but that sounds cool. (laughs) And then I joined it and I was like, this is the best place ever. (laughs) Yeah. So when you say that it was needed, I completely agree. It was absolutely needed because I know that this is not an experience that's my own. This is pretty much everybody who attends rock camp has that same experience. Absolutely. Especially because it's been like four years. I'm still, I'm still coming back doing what I can. (laughs) It, it brings you in and it's a really good energy. I think that um, the reason that I love camp so much is it's definitely a space that I needed when I was younger. I mm-hmm. think about how different my experience as a young person would have been. And um, if I had just had a space that I could experiment and be myself and um, get on stage and play music yeah. in front of a crowd of people, which, you know, I was a band geek. So like I had my fair share of playing music <laughs> in front of people, but it certainly wasn't rock and roll. And my first experience with camp was the adult camp. So there is an adult camp called Slay Lake City uh, that happens usually around President's Day weekend. It's just a three-day weekend, so a very condensed version. But it's for adults, similar um, women, transgender, and gender-expansive adults. And my first experience with camp was actually learning to play the drums the first time we had an adult camp. And it was the greatest experience. 
I loved it. It was awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, so the the reason the mo- the most important part about camp is, along with the community, the music. So, is there a, a particular queer musician or songwriter or song that you think has changed your life for the better? Oh man, um, I always got to give a shout out to Lizzo. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I. <laughs> I'm just obsessed. I can't stand how much I worship her. She's like a goddess. Um, I, you know, along with being queer and being a woman, I also identify as, as a fat person. And um, I've carried that identity my whole life. And it wasn't until Lizzo came onto the scene that like, it was okay. Like it was mm-hmm. great to be who you were and to take that space. And we play a lot of Lizzo at camp because there's something about a Lizzo song that just hypes you up. But oh, yeah. um, anything by Lizzo, I gotta say about, darn time am I allowed to say the title about damn time by Lizzo is just it's giving me everything I need right now and so uh Lizzo Janelle Monae we were just talking about hooray for the riffraff they're incredible there's so many amazing women queer uh gender expansive artists out there that rock camp has, has brought into my life and I think that's the other thing that's so powerful is you know I grew up and I heard a lot of male voices on the radio and I heard a lot of male music which great all all power to all music, but um, there's just as many women making music in this world and just as many queer folks making music. And we don't often carve out space for those people. So when you come to camp, not only are you around all these amazing adults who are, you know, represent you and and care about you and want to teach you music, but you hear music that you've never heard before. And so camp has brought a lot of um, really powerful queer voices into my life too. That has been amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bring back, I asked, we asked a similar question to Madison, but because rock camp is for youth, mm-hmm. children, like the eight, it's like eight to, what 17, is it? Eight 16, to 17. 17. So how do you think um, queer representation affects those really young children? Sure. Um, <clears throat> I think that if given the opportunity to understand who you can be in this world, you can come to it pretty quickly. Um, as a queer person, I didn't come out until my late twenties because of all the reasons that people don't come out. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that by creating a space for kids, eight, nine, 10 years old, they are starting to piece the world together. They're figuring things out. And if we cut off their access to, to vocabulary, to ways to identify yourself, to different ways of expressing gender, it's almost like we're forcing kids to fit into these boxes and eventually they're going to break out. It's just how hard is it going to be to break out of those Mm. boxes when you're 28 versus when you're 10 and you're never even put into a box. And so I think the thing that comes out of camp that's so powerful is seeing kids understand that there is more than boys and girls. There are more ways to express your genders. And even if you are a girl, you don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to, be quiet. You don't have to, you know, mute yourself or step back in the world. And having these experiences when you're very young just solidifies that it's okay to be this way. Mm-hmm. Growing into that, I can't even imagine just again how different my life would have been yeah. if at like 10 years old someone had said, Hey, it's okay to be gay. Yeah. It's fine. It's just a part of who you are. And then I could have figured that out a lot sooner and yeah. saved myself some heartache. So by opening up these experiences to youth, we're creating confident kids who understand pronouns and who just, I don't know, they move through the world and their lives a little differently with a little more confidence. And every camp we see it reinforced. You know, you said you started coming to camp when you were 13 and every summer we see kids come back and they're different and they're, they're growing and they're changing. Um, and it's cool to be a part of that process. It's really 
um, amazing to be to be part of creating that yeah. space. There's a lot of people who say that um, young kids are they're too young to understand what it means. Sure. But it's like when you're that young, there's a lot of things you don't understand. But the point is that you're learning. Yeah. Right. So. And I'd say like they do understand. Yeah. They know you feel oh, it sure. inside. You understand that you look at things differently. Your your brain is wired a little differently. You feel differently. But if you don't have the vocabulary, if you don't have the words, if you don't have the representation, mm-hmm. um, it it's like you can just never really reach it. And you spend all your time like grasping for this thing and very confused. You know, Madison was just talking about impersonations and how they felt like when they were impersonating, um, it just wasn't who they are. And so I feel like if you're not given the full set of tools to understand how to exist in this life, you really start to impersonate and take on different Mm -hmm. traits that maybe don't, don't identify with you as much. So kids know they are fully aware of how they feel about this world and themselves. And we just have to give them the tools. We have to not be afraid to give them different pronouns Mm -hmm. or different ways of talking about gender or different ways of just vocalizing needs. You know, we talk a lot at camp about boundaries and about consent and, those are important things to teach younger children as well. And so there's a lot of layers to what we're trying to create, but really it's just about not preventing kids from understanding themselves because they do. Yeah. It's less about them not understanding. It's just more about not being exposed to like words, like what they can use to express it. Absolutely. And there's people who say they're too young to be exposed to sexuality, stuff like that. But when you think about it, that's not really what they mean. They don't mean like, because you see those people who have babies with a shirt that says chick magnet. It's like <laughs> just married. Yeah. It's like that is a baby. It's like came out of my mom. It's yeah. Like, it's like yeah. you're not afraid to expose them to sexuality. You're yeah. afraid to expose them to queerness. Right. Because I don't know. Just well, I don't know. Just because they are. They're afraid. We're a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Yes. It, there you go. And they're scared. There's yeah. something for some folks that's just really terrifying about um, people understanding themselves. And Mm -hmm. I just couldn't disagree with it more. I think the more that we can empower folks to understand themselves, you're just going to get happy whole people who move through life happy and whole. And if there's something wrong with that, I just can't understand it. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, Let's see, I guess what, what other queer media hasn't influenced you throughout your life? Yeah. Either in your younger years or later on, because like you said, when you were younger, there wasn't as much representation. And even if it's not queer and it's just like something about it resonated yeah. with you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I grew up in the era of Xena and uh, <laughs> shout out to Xena. <laughs> um, but no, there wasn't a ton of queer representation growing up and I did grow up in Utah. And so I feel like there may have been even less. Yeah. Um, vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> just a touch, just a touch. Um, I would say music has really been something that has kind of unlocked for me in the last few years. I, uh, I wasn't, I'm not a huge media person. I don't, I don't love movies. I love a good TV show. Mm. I'm like the person that watches The Office on repeat <laughs> that you hear about in the memes. Uh, there's, no there's no shame in there. Yeah. There's no I'm here to shame you. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah. The Office is great. We love The Office. It's we love great. The Office. But I, I listen to a lot of KRCL. That's kind of a preset around our house. And um, just a lot of music. You know, it's kind of funny. I, uh, I'll play a Spotify playlist for a couple couple hours and it'll be a while before any male artists come on because my music is so saturated with um, the voices of women and the voices of queer folks. And I think that's really important, you know, looking at these last few years, I think there has been an opening of um, 
opportunities to engage with this type of media locally. So we've seen a lot more drag come out that's not just your kind of typical RuPaul type of drag, Mm -hmm. but local drag, you know, the stuff that Madison talks about. Even things like the Red Rocks Music Festival that happens in Springdale, you know, that's a chance to bring local queer artists together and really showcase queer music for a full weekend for a full festival. So there's a lot of that starting to spring up around and I think it's really helping uh, create space for queer community and for women to gather and to listen to music that reflects us and represents us and speaks to our experiences. And um, I think that's really amazing to continue finding ways to carve out space for those types of things. Um, So yeah, it's just been great to be a part of that. And of course, just camp. I can't, I feel like once you join camp, you kind of become like a missionary. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I I agree with that. (laughs) I've been talking about it at my, cause I work with kids Nice and I was talking about it. I felt so bad because I was hyping it up to some of my students. I realized they're only seven. Oh. And I was like, oh, sorry, you actually can't. <laughs> you can't do this. And they were like, no. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I felt so bad. We'll get them next year. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, keep it in mind, though, because next year I want to see you there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's It's been interesting because I... Um in the last like year and a half, I wasn't, I was an Apple music user. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. But I, I switched to Spotify and we're all good now, <laughs> but it has been so interesting trying to seek out like queer, like openly queer, yeah. explicitly queer musicians because it like a lot of them have like Spotify bios where they're like, Hey, here are my pronouns and I'm queer. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. Because <laughs> thank I, you. I hate having to go on that dig online where it's like, are you gay? Yeah. Are you gay? <laughs> what are your pronouns? Are you gay? Did yeah. that the other day with an artist. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, is this person queer? And you know, the internet doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, it'll come up with some tweet where they or some article about some tweet they tweeted like four years ago that's like well they joked about liking men (laughs) it's like well it's like that was entirely unhelpful thank you yeah thank you i still don't know if they're queer i hope they are Um, yeah of course i listen to straight musicians it's kind of unavoidable but i would like you to be queer yeah yeah Um, Yeah, there's a good mix out there and i think another thing because i brought it up and i'm trying to uh speak about fatness more in like these spaces where we're talking about queerness because I think being queer openly has allowed me to accept myself in a way that I just never did before Mm -hmm. so there's a really great podcast out there called matter of fat so for anyone listening it's just a really great connection and they're so intersectional and I learn about a lot of amazing queer artists and musicians and uh synchronized swimming teams um and yes they're all based out of the midwest but it's still very cool to listen to (laughs) yeah they're based in minnesota so they're not local but it's an amazing podcast for anyone who out there who identifies as fat and just wants more media around fat bodies and just different bodies and i think that's really what accepting queerness is and there's so much that unlocks when you live in a world that accepts queerness Mm -hmm. you just can accept yourself as a person and not again try to conform and fit into these boxes and prescri- and prescribed roles that we're just magically supposed to all conform yeah, with somehow. Yeah. I don't understand. Right. <laughs> I feel you there. Yeah. Shout out Matter of Fat Podcast. In my yeah. experience, any podcast that has a pun for a name is a good podcast. It's pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. It's a great one. I agree. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap this up real quick. Yeah. It's been lovely yeah. talking to you. Like, it's been it's been truly a treat. Yes, thank it's you been so great. Much and if in. I can give just a little plug, go for it. Rock Camp, we do still need volunteers this summer. So if you are a woman, if you're transgender, if you're gender non-conforming and you want to come hang out in the coolest, queerest, raddest space this summer, 
um, go to rockcampslc.org. You can learn about the camp. You can sign up to volunteer. And if you are a cis man who really wants to get involved, we do still have roles for you. Um, taking out the trash, loading in the gear. Uh, those roles are always available to our the wonderful for men. cis yes. male yeah. allies. <laughs> men belong in the kitchen. Yes. Get it. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to be there at Rock Camp if you guys want to come hang out with me. But Ginger won't be in the kitchen. No, absolutely not. <laughs> we love to hear it. I will be on the drums, okay? Yes. That's where I will be. You can find me there. But so yeah, good. Rock Camp is great. Everybody go. Let's let's all volunteer for Rock Camp, please. Pipe them up. Pipe them up. All right, cool. Um, Let's see. What, what song is next? I, oh, no. My papers are <laughs> oh, all in the wrong order. It's okay. This is KRCL 90.9 FM. This is Finn. This is Ginger. And we are Loud and Clear Youth Radio taking over Radioactive, talking about the importance of queer storytelling and art and media and just like the beauty of being gay right now or trans yes. and trans gay and trans like me hey Let's go. i'm trans you probably didn't know that <laughs> you guys uh All right, don't cool. die wondering um well now you know yeah up next uh we're just gonna have a segment with ginger and i and sort of warm out of the show it'll be lovely but for now we're gonna be playing demons by Haley kyoko and we'll see you guys in a minute once again this is krcl all right, this is KRCL 90.9 FM, Loud and Clear Youth Radio, taking over Radioactive. You just heard Demons by Haley Kiyoko. This is Finn. This is Ginger. I just want to say really quickly, Haley Kiyoko was the first concert I ever went to oh, when man. I was 14. That was one of the best nights of my life. That I love Haley Kiyoko. The first concert in memory that I went to that I like consciously went to because my, fr- my parents took me to a bunch of the Twilight series shows. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't like... I didn't have like human consciousness yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. But in fourth grade, my friend got tickets to <laughs> a Justin Bieber concert Ooh. and was like, do you like Justin Bieber? I'm like, no. <laughs> and they were like, well, I got you a ticket for Christmas. And I'm hey. like, oh, thank Thanks. you so much. But we were in the nosebleeds, like back up against the stadium wall. Oh, wow. And I remember being like, hmm. Wow, Justin Bieber. Like, oh, this That's is awesome. awesome. Wow, this is really fun. No, but it was a great time. Yeah. I still don't like Justin Bieber. No hate on Justin Bieber. He's doing his own thing. Yeah. I don't really know what he's doing. He's just He's just there. He's there. He's doing his thing. Yeah. Okay. Let's anyway. uh, we're talking about uh for those just tuning in, we're really kind of ending the show right now. Yeah. But we're talking about queer storytelling and art and music and just all that just amazing great stuff. And we just talked to June from Rock Camp. SLC yes. and Madison Can Can local jag thing jag thing drag thing <laughs> um, burlesker clown etc. Yeah. They were both lovely guests to have um, and in the studio. Just I wanted to let you guys know on air that uh, Connor is here too. He's our teacher. Hi, He's Connor. smiling and waving. He's waving. He's not mic'd up though, so he can't say anything. But he is here. He is here. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but basically now we're going to talk a little bit about why we wanted to talk about gay stuff. Yeah. And about some of the gay stuff we like. About LGBTQ stuff, which by the way, LGBTQ stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer. queer. We just had someone phone in asking about it. So it's was like, we might as well. May as well specify. Just explain that a little bit if you don't know yeah, what that and is. And if you're still listening, man, we love you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, for, you for calling in. Thank, thank you for, for being curious and asking. <laughs> Like that was genuine. We we got worried because we saw the phone light flashing, and you know we're talking about gay stuff in Utah, so it gets yeah. a little it gets a little iffy. Sometimes. Like I hope no one's gonna yell at me if I answer yeah. this phone. Hello? Hello, but it was good. It was it was amazing. It was lovely. Um, but so we wanted to do this show 
because I think we can both say that we didn't really grow up with like canonically queer like TV shows or movies Mm -mm. or at least that were accessible to us. If you wanted it, you had to go out of your way to find it. And like when you're a child, that's not, that's not, you don't do do that. You just like, you sit down, your mom puts on Teletubbies and you're like, yay. Yay. And I mean, they're kind of a Rambo. So maybe, yeah, Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Um, I mean, after the fact, we now know that, uh, I guess Dumbledore and Grindelwald from the Harry Potter series were having passionate love affairs together, but we don't really talk about JK Rowling. No. Um, because we don't like her. Yeah, especially you can't write an entire series and a bunch of spinoffs, never mention it, and then someday in an interview be like, yeah, this character was so-and-so. It's like, you've already written the books. You've written it. Just accept that you you're not you, that you didn't include any representation yeah. and move on. Positive things. Yes. <laughs> we have new things, new TV shows, new books, YouTubers, movies, like plays, poetry. We have a whole list of things that we love. Um, well, uh, first and foremost, Heartstopper. Do you watch yes. Heartstopper? Uh, yes, um, I love it. It's so cute. Very good. Connor agrees. He's Connor's giving us nodding. the Italian yeah. hand. He says oh, yes. Yeah. He says so good. So good. So good. If you haven't seen Heartstopper on Netflix, I would definitely recommend checking that one out. It's based off of a um, online graphic novel of the same name by I think it's Alice. Alice Cooper. Osman. Oh. Osman. Who is Alice Cooper? That's a complete. I think that's a rock star. (laughs) Never mind. Sorry. That was my bad. I I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, But it's lovely. It's really wholesome. It's about gay kids in high school, gay, transgender, queer kids in high school, basically growing up and coming out and finding relationships and love. And it's just, it's so wholesome. Yeah. Not written by Alice Cooper, but not written by, not (laughs) written by Alice Cooper. Um, Yeah. But. There's a bunch more things that we could talk about, but we're pretty much out of time. Yeah, we have two minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. Dang. But it's been it's been incredibly incredibly enjoyable yeah. to talk to our guests and to you, Ginger. And yes. you know, we will continue having conversations outside of uh, <laughs> this studio yeah. about gay stuff because that's just kinda that's just kinda how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. You know how it is. Um yeah, but we're going to log off so the next showrunner can like come in and plug their stuff in because we're kind of hogging the mics right now. Yes, we are um, very much. But it's been lovely. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Once again, this is Ginger. And Finn. If you put our names together, you get Finger. finger. Yeah, Finger. <laughs> finger Show. Finger Show. Woo! This has been the Loud and Clear Youth Radio taking over Radioactive. Thank you for sticking around and listening to us ramble on about queer stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is Carousel, 90.9 FM. It's been lovely. Good night. Good night. Good night. (laughs) Oh, uh, here's Queen by Perfume Genius. (laughs) Good good night. No, you're Queen. KRCL, Salt Lake City. And all this time, you thought that rusted-out pickup truck was junk. Call KRCL's vehicle donation partner, Cars, Inc., to tow your car and donate the proceeds to KRCL. You could pick up a tax deduction while you're at it. Learn more about donating your vehicle to community radio by clicking the support tab at krcl.org.